All right, boys and girls, welcome to the Rock and Roll Garage. I am your Uncle Jimmy, and it's time for Grease to Wheels, your weekly automotive technician podcast. Hopefully, it helps you get through the day, through the week, through the month, through your life. Whatever it does, I hope it helps. I hope it helps. Hey, before I get started, I just want to say thanks for everything that you get, you guys do out there, everybody with the tools. Everybody with wrenches and screwdrivers and hammers and pickaxes and whatever the fuck else you use to fix shit with. Bailing twine, duct tape, spit gum. I want to say thanks. I want to say thanks to you because nobody else is going to. Thanks for keeping the machines going. Machines that keep people going. Machines that keep things going. Hey, listen, uh, I got a, uh, here's one for you. I kind of hinted about this last week, and Eric was jumping all over my shit about it, so I might as well get it out of the way. Uh, this particular podcast is going to be called The Bus, and it's about people blaming you, you being to blame for stuff, you getting thrown under the bus. Let me tell you something about the bus. It's an idiom. Being thrown under the bus means that somebody is stabbing you in the back, blaming you or using you as a scapegoat for something that went wrong, and it may or may not, and typically... It isn't completely your fucking fault, but it doesn't matter. You're under the bus. That's it. It's fucking over. It's your fault. Okay. Now, let me just tell you something real quick about being under the bus. It's not such a bad fucking place. From the very instant that I was conceived, and I really literally mean this, God's honest truth. From the moment I was conceived, I, your Uncle Jimmy, have lived a long and comfortable life directly under the fucking bus. I have been to blame for so much shit in my life that nowadays I just take the blame for shit that I didn't do just because it feels like the right thing to do. And I'm not making that up at all, okay? And really, literally, because I'm an old guy, okay? I've been around a long time. Since my birth, quite frankly, things in America have gone to fucking shit. And you know whose fault it is? That's right. It's mine. And I will gladly allow the bus to run me right straight the fuck over, okay? I live under the bus. I was I was born, and about three, maybe four months later, Cuban Missile Chrysler. And the planet was almost blown fucking sky fucking high by nuclear missiles. You know whose fault that was? Right here. Your Uncle Jimmy. That was my fault. Year later, Kennedy buys one in the head driving through Dallas. My fault. Vietnam War, my fault. Everybody else who was assassinated in the 60s, that's my fault too. Uh, who was it? Martin Luther King Jr. Sure, somebody capped him in Memphis. And then, uh, of course, uh, Kennedy's brother, Bobby. Yeah, somebody got him in L.A. That, of course, was also my fault. Uh, Nixon, that whole thing with Nixon, you know, uh, him leaving uh, the White House in disgrace, all my fault. And even the vice president, his vice president, which is which I find amazing that is very little known about this, but uh, his vice president was a guy named Spiro Agnew. Yeah, he evaded taxes. You know why? Because it was all my fault. <laughs> it was all my fucking fault. Folks, let me, I, what I'm trying to do is just illustrate a point here is that uh, in my lifetime, I have been blamed for an absolute shit house of stuff. I mean, all kinds of shit. You name it, got fucked up. It was all my fault, even if it really wasn't. I'm going to tell you a story from my childhood, and, and this this will illustrate pretty clearly what my childhood was like. And I don't want to really talk about myself that much, but I just want to get this out of the way, okay? Because I'm going to tell you about how you, as automotive technicians, how you are under the bus. And I'm going to I'm just going to welcome you in. It's a fucking lounge, baby. Make yourself comfortable. Pour yourself a nice tall drink and uh, sit back and relax because being under the bus just ain't so fucking bad, really. Here's the story. My uh, my oldest brother was uh, graduated from high school and was going to go to college. My parents bought him a car so he could get back and forth to college, which I thought was 
very generous. And oh, by the way, never fucking happened again, by the way. But they bought him a little Volkswagen Beetle. It was the early 70s. This was kind of the thing you did, you know. They bought him a little Volkswagen Beetle and it didn't run or it wouldn't run, or something was wrong with it. I'm not even sure, because I was really young at the time, actually. And so we we kind of fucking played around in it. We used it for like a little jungle gym, and maybe a, what ended up happening over the course of a very short period of time was, and like I said many times, I grew up on a farm, so we had a tractor that had a bucket on the front of it. And at the particular time that this incident went down, the story about this Volkswagen went down, the uh tractor had uh forks on it like a like a forklift would have okay so you could pick up whatever you wanted to pallets of this pallets of that whatever and at one point when my parents were not home and all of my brothers and my sister were home with us my oldest brother took that tractor and he stuffed those forks right through the side of that volkswagen beetle and he lifted it way up in the fucking air like you would at a junkyard and the most amazing thing happened and i can still remember it like it happened yesterday that volkswagen unfolded like a fucking origami swan. It just fucking came apart like a rotten pinata. And I mean, it was all, I mean, he literally had the roof in the forks stuck together, but the rest of the fucking car just unfolded itself underneath it, came apart. It was ridiculous. And we all saw it. We all saw it. And then, of course, to hide what he had done, he took the vehicle down into the woods and he stuffed it into a little small creek down there where no one would probably ever find it, except for somebody did find it, my father. And he immediately knew that it was me that wrecked that thing. Now, probably fucking 12 years old at the time, wasn't allowed to drive the tractor, didn't drive the tractor, didn't stab the Volkswagen, didn't fucking matter. Didn't fucking matter. Back the bus up, boys. Put it right on my fucking third son. I didn't even get, folks, I didn't even have the fucking privilege of being the middle child or the youngest. I was the fourth of five. Folks, I was the off-center child. And let me tell you something. I got blamed for absolutely fucking everything. So I am no stranger to the bottom of the bus. I have lived underneath it. So welcome in. Welcome to Under the Bus, okay? Now, I want to just kind of, and that's a goofy little story, and I apologize uh, that maybe that was self-serving. I don't know. Uh, my brother wrecked that fucking Volkswagen, and he fucking knows it, and so do my fucking other brothers and my sister. They ain't fucking know that he did that. Did any one of them stick up for me? Fuck no. My dad came down, and he fucking, he was all upset with me that I fucking destroyed that car, and I'm like, it, it wasn't me, but you know, at, at that point, it didn't even really matter. Even at 12 years old, I was getting blamed for everything anyway. But here's the thing. One of the things that goes on with human beings in every situation that they encounter, if something goes wrong, they need somebody to blame. And so everybody has people in their life that they throw under the bus. Everybody does it. We do it. As technicians, we do it. Hey, if we're trying to fix a car and we can't get the parts or we get the wrong fucking parts, guess who gets to go under the bus? The parts guys, you know? If the fucking car is full of garbage and everything is fucking just all fucked up and we can't fix it because it's so fucked up, we're throwing the customer under the bus. And quite frankly, folks, the customers deserve to be under the bus way more than anybody else out there, okay? And uh, I just want to tell you this. I got a late start on this podcast this week. Uh, Sunday came around and I was really fucking tired and I took a nap and it ended up lasting all fucking day. So I didn't do a podcast on Sunday. No, it's Monday. And you know what? I'm going to start doing the podcast on Mondays because Mondays suck 
And your Uncle Jimmy gets really fucking worked up having to work on Monday because I couldn't get my shit together all fucking day. I could not get it together all day. And you know what? I'm going to throw myself under the bus. What the fuck is wrong with me? I have no idea. I really don't. So listen, being under the bus is something that we're all, all of us are going to have to get used to, okay? Because we can blame everything in our lives that's wrong or bad on everyone. Everyone, we can throw anyone we want under the bus. It's a metaphysical thing. It's like, look, we're really not going to throw you under a bus. We're not going to run you over with it. We're not going to tip it over on top of you like you're a, a heavy metal rock band bass player. But metaphysically, yes, you're going to go under the bus. Okay, now being under the bus professionally as an auto mechanic, and I don't like to just zero in on this, okay, even though it's specifically a podcast for automotive technicians. I don't like to zero in on this, okay, because there's a lot of other people doing a lot of other things that are similar, and they deserve uh, a lot of credit for what they do. They deserve a lot of appreciation for what they do. But as an auto mechanic, I think that you have it worse, and, and you have a permanent spot under the bus. And somebody brings their car into your shop or your dealership, wherever it is you work, and, and it could even be you're working at home and your wife is helping you out. If there's a whole, if there's one other person involved in your business as far as fixing fixing or repairing or maintaining cars, if there's one other person involved, you spend a good deal of your time under the bus and you don't even fucking know it. You don't even fucking know it. Here's what happens. Somebody pulls into a, a shop or a dealership and they got a repair or maybe they just want to get some maintenance done or maybe they got a problem. It doesn't really matter. Service advisor or whoever writes up the repair order or gets the repair uh, started on your side is going to say, hey, how can we help you today? How can we help you? What can we do for you? What can we do for you? How can we help you? We're here to help you. We're here to take care of you. We, 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 all the time. Oh, it's like a fucking baby taking a piss. We, 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 okay? It's always we. How can we help you today? Oh, I have a, you know, I have a, a, a coolant leak in my car, and uh, I think I've got a bad water pump. And All right, well, I'll tell you what. Here comes again. We'll take a look at it. We, we'll take a look at it. Let me get some information from you, and we will write it up. Everything's we, we, we in the beginning. Now, let's say, okay, and, you, and folks, I'm telling you, if you're not familiar with this situation, let me tell you, this is a God's honest situation that can happen. Customer's going to roll in and say, oh, yeah, I got a cool leak, and uh, it's, it's, I don't want it to overheat. Uh, so you bring it in. You say, oh, cool leaking. All right, so you bring it in as a mechanic. You bring it into the shop. You pull it into your bay, and you see the coolant's low. And you're like, okay, so you add some water because you don't want to add coolant if you're going to be leak checking, right? Because coolant's going to come out onto the floor and then you're just going to have to throw it away. It's a little too expensive to just mop it up and get rid of it. So you fill it up with water, right? And then you put your pressure tester on it. You, pre you pump it up. You pump up the jams, right? And then you look to see where the coolant's going. And then you see the water pump's leaking. So you go, okay, water pump's leaking. That's where your coolant leak's coming from. You need a water pump, right? Are you done diagnosing the car? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much you, you can be, you can, you can be done diagnosing the vehicle. But you know what? To avoid being under the bus, I want to go just another couple steps further. Start that motherfucker up while you're doing that. Start that thing up and run it and see what happens to the coolant pressure on your coolant tester. You got it pumped up to say, I don't know, 25, maybe 26, 27, 28 pounds, and it's leaking out the water pump, and you start the car up, and you would think with a leak that the pressure would go down, but suddenly the pressure's starting to go up. Ding, 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 ding. Here's Johnny to tell you what you've won. 
they've blown the head gasket because you know what? The water pump went, the coolant drained out, it got hot, and you know what? They weren't fucking home yet. Good old Uncle Jimmy's I wasn't home yet syndrome has struck again. And you know, the customer's never going to fucking tell you. They're never going to tell you, oh, yeah, I was driving home and I got a coolant leak and, and I wasn't home yet, so I kept driving it. And the temperature gauge went all the way into the red. And then I was about 100, maybe 200 yards from my house and the car shut right off. So I went to the house and I got my daughter and my son and we towed it to my house and then it cooled down and it started right up. I thought it'd be all right. They're never going to fucking tell you that story, boys and girls. I don't care who you are. They're never going to tell you the whole fucking story. Customers are a bunch of lying fucking douchebags sometimes, okay? In fact, I think that that's what customer means in Latin. It's a word that means lying sack of shit is what it means. It translates loosely, okay? Now, here's the deal. If you're a technician who works flat rate, you go in and they say, oh, I've got a coolant leak. You go in, the water pump's leaking. Boom, you quote a water pump. You put the fucking thing outside and you wait for the service advisor to sell you, sell it. And then you know what the service advisor says? He says, oh, we found a coolant leak. Yeah, it's the water pump. So we can replace that for, you know, however much money. And you should be able to go back on the road again. And the customer's thinking in the back of his mind, yeah, but it ain't the fucking water pump. But yeah, I'll agree to that. Because then after that, I'm going to fucking toss every one of you motherfuckers in this building who work here right under the bus okay and you, you, you wait it'll happen it'll happen to you 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 do this long enough you you can see it coming you do this for a long time you, you do this you know i mean five six years ten years you can see this all evolve in your mind as if you're watching a movie as if tom cruise actually fucking diagnose that water pump and you know what's coming next it's a mission impossible style film where somebody's going to try to figure out how to blame you for what the fuck happened even though you're the mechanic trying to fix it and also too they're going to try to figure out a way to get you to fucking pay for it Eh, wrong answer i've lived under the bus too fucking long for that shit boys and girls i've lived under the bus a long ass time I'm not paying for some guy's fucking engine. So what happens is he, the uh, service advisor calls him up and he tells him what you told him. He says, yeah, it looks like the water pump's leaking. That's your coolant leak. And he goes, okay, go ahead and fix it. So you go ahead and you fix it. You throw a water pump in it. You put a new gasket on it. You clean it all up. You do a real nice job. Put all the bells and pulleys and hoses and whistles and whatever the fuck else is in is on there. You put them all back the way they're supposed to be. You get it running. You take it around the block. It seems like it's fucking good. The coolant's full. The temperature gauge is still low. You know, you don't, you're not going to take it around the block real far because you don't get paid for test driving shit. Who the fuck does? Nobody does, right? Bring it back. Take it through wash. Park it outside. Throw the keys in the in the fucking key box. Guy comes to pick it up, drives it for half an hour, fucking overheats. He calls up. Fuck my car up. Yeah! That's the biggest fucking bus there ever was. That bus has a great big old advertisement on the side of that that says, Ever since ya. Back that bus up. Beep, 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 beep. Now all of a sudden, it's your fucking fault. You are the scapegoat. And let me tell you something. That's the worst shit in the world. Because you, you know that that thing was blown up before. But you're never going to hear. You, you know, no customer's going to let you off the hook with that one. They're going to see how far they can push you. They're going to see how far they can get. Now, granted, obviously, this is too general of a statement to be true in all cases. Okay, It's too general of a statement to be true in every single case. But it happens a lot more often than you think. It happened to me one time. We fixed this guy. He had all kinds of cooling leak, coolant leaks. And he had all kinds of pipes that were all messed up. And we replaced all these pipes on his car and, and hoses, and we charged up his coolant, and he was good to go. 
he was good to go. And then he came back screaming because his car overheated again. And and we asked him for like the 12th time. He said, you know, has anybody ever changed a water pump? Oh, the water pump's brand new. Whoa. Bullshit. I pulled that water pump out because, I mean, there was really nothing else in there that could have caused this problem. Really, literally, we had done that much work to it. And we pulled the water pump out and the impeller is a plastic impeller. And oh, by the way, split in half. Yeah, not new. Maybe it was new once back in the early 2000s, but it wasn't new now. And you're a fucking liar. A lying sack of shit. No, you guys didn't put any coolant in my car. Yeah, and you're a lying motherfucker. Get the fuck out of my face. You're not backing that bus over me today, dick. No, uh, you know, and and here's here's the thing. So suddenly this customer has a car that's overheating and you have just changed the water pump. Suddenly the verbiage that gets used to discuss this repair changes. The, the service advisor no longer says, we put a water pump in your car. He says, the technician put a water pump in your car. The mechanic put a water pump in your car. He didn't diagnose it correctly. He, not we, he didn't diagnose it correctly. He didn't do the job right. He is the one to blame, not we. It's no. There's no more fucking we. There is no more fucking we when there's a fucking problem that should have been probably diagnosed earlier. Okay, now here's here's a couple of things that go on. Number one, when you have a coolant leak in a car, and there's certain cars that when you somebody says, "Oh, uh, I need a, you know, I got a coolant leak, or or it leaks coolant, or it's down real real low," and it, this should fucking make a light bulb go off in your head, and and that light bulb should say to you. What really fucking happened? What really fucking happened here? And you have to dig deeper. Now, I see ads for some of the cars I work on. I see ads in the uh, on, on Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist and eBay even, and sometimes other places where people always go, oh, we just replaced the water pump and the expansion tank and all the hoses. Yeah, and now you need to have the head gasket redone and the head milled. And you haven't done that yet because you got the bill. You got an estimate for doing that. and You don't want to do that. But you got all these new parts in there and you're happy to tell me all about that shit. But are you going to tell me that you drove it hot and that you warped the head? No. No, I'm not going to tell you that. And you know what? If I buy that car and it and it turns out that it overheats because the head's warped and the head gasket's blown, you know what you're going to say? I didn't know. I didn't know. You're not going to let the, anybody, a customer's not going to let anybody back a bus over them because they don't know shit. They don't know shit, even though they do kind of know shit. They know when something's not going to fucking work. They know they've replaced everything in the cooling system on that car. And guess what? It still overheats. It's like, oh, got to go. It's got to go. I'm going to sell it. And are you going to tell them what's wrong with it? I would say out of 100 people, 90% of them, 90 of them, they're not going to tell anybody what they think is wrong with it or even that there is anything wrong with it. They're just going to say, oh, yeah, we put a whole bunch of new parts on it. It's good to go. And they're going to get the money and they're going to disappear and they're going to write on that bill of sale as is, no warranty. And if you got a problem with it, you're going to be effed. You're going to be effed. So stay away from certain cars where all the cooling system shit's new because you know what? If all the cooling system shit was new and it did, still didn't over and it didn't overheat anymore, they'd fucking keep it. But they're not. They're selling it. You know, that's a clue, boys and girls. That should make a light bulb go off in your head. Well, I've got a new water pump, a new radiator, new radiator hoses, and the coolant's all been refilled and the coolant expansion tank's been changed, but I'm selling it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Want to stay out from underneath the bus? Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Just fucking be careful, okay? Here's another one. People come in off the street, they roll into your dealership, and they go, yeah, I need an alignment. 
I'm telling you folks, nobody says that they need an alignment if they didn't fucking just hit something really fucking big and immovable. I had a gentleman show up the other day. This is not a fucking lie, okay? And this happens to us probably at least once or twice a week. Uh, We have cars that have very flimsy, I would call them flimsy, aluminum rims on them. The, uh, the, the, The part where the wheel mounts to the fucking car is all the way to the outside and the rest of the rim, all six, seven, eight, sometimes 10 inches of it, is just hanging off the inside of that rim and it's like a lever. You could bend it by, you could probably, if you were Kreskin, you could fucking bend it with your mind for fuck's sake, okay? It's that fragile. So you'll get people out there who hit things with their car and they've got a shake or a vibration or whatever. And in everybody's mind who isn't a technician, and this is something you have to think of when you're a technician, okay? Just put this in your head. And this is a good way to stay stay out from underneath the bus. Somebody comes to you and says, ah, I just want an alignment. And you got to say to yourself in the back of your head, self? Why does this fucking guy think he needs an alignment? Because he hit something and now his car's all fucked up and he thinks an alignment's going to fix it. And guess what? When an alignment doesn't fix it, he's going to shove your fucking greasy ass right under the bus. Well, I just got alignment and my car still vibrates. No shit. You know why? Because your fucking wheels are bent. Your tires are destroyed. You got bent tire rods. You got fucking sloppy loose control arms, half of which are bent, and the sway bar links are loose. And the coil spring's broken. I mean, there's so many fucking things that can go wrong. And you need to fix those things first before you can even think about lining them up. Now, the one I had, the guy had bent the, all the, he'd bent the rims on the right side in the most horrible fashion possible. I mean, they were fucking flat. I don't know what the fuck he hit, but he hit it hard. Bent control arms. He bent an aluminum control arm in the back, and he bent the strut up front. Now, a cursory visual inspection of this didn't really uh, point any of this out. Once I changed the rims and the tires on the right side and tried to line it up, I found that the specs were way the fuck out. And this guy just originally rolled in wanting an alignment. Okay, so two tires and two rims later, he's still got some more shit he's got to buy if he wants his car to go down the road straight. So he ends up calling the insurance company. And so here's a car that I get in, you know, I get like maybe noon, one o'clock on a, on like a Tuesday. And all I got to do is do an alignment, which I can do in about 20 minutes. And this guy's back on the road before four o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon. But no, he has to fuck the whole thing right up. By not telling me that he hit something, by not admitting that something is wrong, by not admitting that the fucking thing goes down the road and drives like a clown car. Nope, 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 nope. So I find all of this stuff, and then I find more stuff when I try to do the alignment, and then he calls in the insurance company. So now I've got his car for a week and a half, and that's a week and a half that somebody has a loaner that somebody else can't have, that somebody else isn't going to have, where they can admit whatever the fuck is wrong with their car, or maybe they have a legitimate problem that really isn't their fault, which is, you know, it's about 50-50, right? 50-50, cars fuck up all by themselves. They, sure, just, you know, you just own something, you drive it, and something gives out. It's like, oh, okay, you know. So I'm under warranty, so I got to go in there, and then they go, oh, we don't have any loaners, and it's because this guy hit something really fucking hard with his car, and he should be getting a loaner from an insurance company, but no, he just wants an alignment, he just wants an alignment. You're going to give him a loaner car, and he's only going to need it for one day because how long does it take to do an alignment? Technically, officially, to the customer, it takes two hours, but to us, it takes, you know, whatever it takes. Got shit that's bent, got shit that's broken, got shit that's not going to work. <coughs> yeah. Takes a little longer than that. It takes a week and a half to work that shit all out with the insurance company. They got to order parts. 
In the meantime, you've had our car for 12 fucking days. Okay. It's really easy as a technician to throw customers under the bus and and really nobody cares. Let me let me just fill you in on that too. That's something uh, that you need to know. You can throw customers under the bus all you want. Nobody cares. They're the ones with the money and we all want it. So you can say anything you want about a customer, good, bad, evil, mean, whatever. It doesn't really matter. The bus is not going to back itself over them and they're not going to live underneath the bus like you do. Okay, they can treat their car whatever way they want, as long as they have the folding green in their pocket to pay for whatever it is they need done to their car. So customers typically are immune to being under the bus. All right. Now, should they be? Uh, I don't know. I, I worked on one today. I had to pull a seat out of a car and I swear to God, this seat was covered with like a, a snotty kind of a glaze as if it had been up somebody's nose or something. It was really, really disgusting. I can't even explain to you with English words how disgusting this thing was. All I know is that when I was done, I felt like throwing up and I washed my hands for about 20 minutes because there was just this gooey, slimy crap all over it. And every, every little bit of dirt, every crumb of food that they ate in that car was on the seat. And I had to take the seat cover off. I had to do a bunch of shit to it and put it back in the car. I took it out, fixed it, put it back in the car. Oh, it was gross. You know, it was all under warranty too, by the way. How do you like that? Huh? Talk about getting paid nothing for something. But I wanted to, to discuss to you how you are under the bus. Now, I don't, I think that they're very subtle about it for the most part. And, and in lots of cases, it doesn't really affect you that much personally. But as a profession, as something that we do for a living, being an auto mechanic is something that pretty much puts you under the bus the, the very second you show up to work, okay? Because if something doesn't go right with a repair on a car or even the maintenance of a car, any kind of service work that you do to a car, if something doesn't go right, when the service advisor or the person who's dealing with the human being who owns that car starts to tell them or talk to them about what happened or why they need more parts or whatever, they're going to refer to you as the reason. You are going to be squarely placed underneath the bus in that conversation between the customer and the service advisor. And if you're not familiar with it, if you're not aware of it, (laughs) let me tell you what, it's as real as anything out there. Whenever something goes wrong, there's always somebody else to blame besides yourself. And if you're a service advisor, you don't take the blame for anything. Sure, when the car comes in and everything's good to go in the beginning, we'll look at your car, we'll get you straightened out, we'll take care of you, we'll do this. As soon as there's fucking trouble on the horizon, when as soon as the attack squadron of gremlins attacks you and ruins something in that guy's car, it's, oh, the technician broke this. The technician did that. The technician found this after he initially didn't see it. Whatever, it doesn't even really matter what happens. It doesn't matter what happened, it doesn't matter what happens, and it doesn't matter what's going to happen. It's your fault as the technician. Between the service advisor and the customer, it's always going to be your fault. It's not going to be the company's fault. It's not going to be the parts department's fault. And it's not going to, certainly not going to be the service advisor's fault. Fuck, he doesn't even get out of his chair, for Christ's sakes. He just pretends to be on the phone so he doesn't have to talk to you. And then when he realizes he's already talked to you and he's supposed to talk to you again because you wrote his car up, then he'll put the pretend phone call down and start helping you. Oh, hey, how's it going? Oh, pretty good. Is my car finished? Oh, gee, I don't know. Let me go see. And then they come out and they go, hey, this guy's car was supposed to be done yesterday. Yeah, who said that? Oh, I said that. Well, you didn't say that to me. Well, okay. 
but uh, I needed it done yesterday. So what's going on with it? Well, I got to pull it in and fix it. I'm going to pull it in and fix it right now. Oh, so you haven't even looked at it yet? No, I've looked at it. I just haven't fixed it yet. I saw it when I walked in this morning. It was sitting out in the parking lot. So yeah, I looked at it, but I didn't fucking fix it then. No, I was just getting to work, you know? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull it in here in about half an hour and I'm going to get started on it. It's probably only going to take me another half an hour. So, you know, you'll see it in a couple hours. What they're going to do is, and this is a service advisor thing. This is what they do. They're going to go up front and go, well, the technician is having trouble getting it in the shop and, and he hasn't worked on it yet. And so, you know, it's, it's going to be all this fucking crap all this crap that's your fault. It's all. It's, it's going to be your fault. Well, the technician's still working on it, and he's having trouble getting it fixed, so he, it's going to be a little bit longer. He's going to make up whatever story he thinks is going to satiate this guy's quest to get his car back, and he is going to parlay all of the blame onto you. And if you're not familiar with it as a technician, if you're not familiar with what Service advisors say to customers, I'm here to tell you right now, they're up there fucking murdering you. They are murdering you. They're putting you under the bus, kicking the wheels off of it and knocking it off the jack stand so that it crushes you. They're crushing you on a daily basis. Maybe not every single service advisor out there, but I can tell you right now that every single service advisor out there, every single one of them has at one point blamed some fucking problem, some some concern with the car, some concern with when the car should be done on you. It's never their fault. I've got a service advisor right now who will, who will say that they don't know a single thing about cars. And then in the same breath, they'll quote promise times. Oh, I don't know what a water pump is, what it does, or even where it goes, but it should be done in like a couple hours. No, 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 no. And then when it's not done in a couple hours, guess who gets to get their fucking greasy fat ass under the bus? Yep, you and me, you and me. Everybody throws everybody under the bus. Everybody is going to be a scapegoat at some point in time. Everybody, okay? I'm talking about entire groups of people, entire races of people, entire religions, scapegoats. They're always to blame for something. I mean, for Christ's sake, the Germans in World War II and before had blamed every problem they ever had on the Jewish people. And then they took the whole solution thing to a fucking very, very sick and, and very heinous end. And it was a good thing that we came in when we did because they were ramping some shit up, boys and girls, okay? And, that, and let me tell you something. That's the most evil, wicked, and mean bus there ever was. And thank God it's not driving around anymore. Holy shit, that was terrible. That was really terrible, okay? But just in your own personal life, think about who's to really blame for something. But think about who they're blaming, okay? Because... Look, if there's a problem with management and, and you want to blame management for something, that's fine. They don't give a shit because you don't really matter that much. They're management and you're not. If you want to say, oh, hey, it's your fault we don't have, I don't know, pick something. Uh, pick something in the shop that's broken or some piece of equipment that you don't have. Let's just say maybe you don't have an alignment machine in your shop. Okay, well, that's management's fault. They haven't gone out and bought one. Well, they may not be able to go out and buy one. Well, it doesn't matter. They're still under the bus. If they had a line machine, they could lift the bus up and get out the fuck from underneath it. But we don't have one. And we have to send them out. Whenever we have to do an alignment, we have to set them down the road, let somebody else fuck them up and bring them back. And then when the customer says, oh, it's still off, we have to take it back the fuck down there again. I mean, can you can you even picture that? Really? Not having an alignment rack at work? I'm sure some of you can. I know that there's places I've worked where they didn't have an alignment rack. They didn't have one at all. People come and say, I need an alignment. And then you got to go through that whole shit, all that shit again. All right. Now, 
I don't want to go on too long about this, okay? I did want to warn you and in the most sincere manner I possibly can, okay? Because I make light of a lot of things. I make things into a joke. That's how I get through my life. People are going to blame you for a lot of shit. If you have the wrenches and the tools, if you have the knowledge and the scan tools and you have, you know, the, the, the materials and the parts, whatever it is, you have everything you need to fix a car and you fix it and something goes wrong later, you are going straight under the motherfucking bus. I can't be any more succinct about it than that. As a mechanic, as a technician, it doesn't matter what you fix. It doesn't matter how well you fix it. If it fucks up again later, you're going under the bus. It's your fault. That's the thing that bugs me about the human race. And uh, I don't believe that there's really anything you can do about it. But whenever something happens, and I mean literally anything, there's always large amounts of people who gather and try to figure out who's to fucking blame. Why do we do that? I understand in some cases why we would do that because if it's a crime, obviously if somebody's dead in the middle of the road and, and they've got a bullet hole in them they, and that killed them, we want to find that fucking guy. Okay, because that's a dangerous motherfucker to have. I mean, we, yeah, we need to find him and blame him and, and prove that, that he did it. And throw his ass in jail and maybe even strap him into a chair and fucking send some voltage through his ass and get him the fuck out of here. We don't need people like that. If you're killing people, fuck. Get the fuck out of here. That's a blame game I can live with. But there's a lot of other stuff that, you know what, really seriously, no matter who the fuck is to blame, it happened. Let's move on. If your car, and this is the thing I've always said on this podcast, really literally from day one, cars are machines and machines break. Okay, Uncle Jimmy's rules of automobiles are simple. There's two rules. Rule number one is cars break. They all break. They will break when you don't want them to. And you know you know what people always say? My car broke down at the worst time possible. And do you know what time that was? Anytime. Anytime your car breaks down, it's the worst time possible. It's the worst time. Nobody ever says, wow, my car broke down right in the driveway. What awesome timing no nobody ever says that it broke down at the worst time because i gotta go to work in the morning and it broke down sunday night or it broke down on the way home from work and i gotta go to work tomorrow it broke down that it doesn't matter when it broke down it was the worst fucking time possible okay rule number one all cars break every single motherfucking one of them ever built is going to break it either has broken is broken or will break and eventually, because think big picture here along with me, help. let's all hold hands and sing Kumbaya with Uncle Jimmy and realize that someday the sun, the, the sun that comes up, we can measure it to the 10th of a second, to milliseconds, when the sun is going to come up and when it's going to go down. But you know what? There's going to be a day in the future, way the fuck off, but there's going to be a day in the future where the sun is going to explode. They say it's millions of years off. I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to be here then, okay? I'm, I'm not going to be here. I'll be on vacation on another planet. When our sun explodes, everything on this planet is going to instantly get recycled because the sun is great big nuclear explosion. And right now, it's pretty well under control. We know it's going to be hot in certain spots. We also know it's going to be cold in certain spots. We know it's going to rain. We know what's going to happen, okay? And when the sun does explode, it is going to destroy this planet in milliseconds and everything on it will be instantly recycled and become space trash. 
which is not something that I'm willing to put in a recycle bin. Just not going to do it. So let's let's get it straight. What's going to happen? Let's let's get back to where we are. Cars break. Okay, that's rule number one. You know what rule number two is? Rule number two is there ain't a motherfucking thing that anybody can do about rule number one. I don't care if you're the best fucking mechanic in the world. You own a car. You own a truck. You own anything with an engine on it. You own anything with wheels on it. It's going to fuck up. It's going to fuck up. And if you're a mechanic, you're just going to be a little bit more, a little bit better equipped, a little bit more knowledgeable about how to get that thing fucking moving again. But if you're not, then you're going to look around for somebody to blame and you're going to latch on to the mechanic who worked on it the last fucking time it broke. And you're going to go, oh, that guy must have fucked it up, even though it was three years ago and he put an alternate around it. And now the brakes are shot. That's that's the thing about being under the bus, boys and girls, is lots of lots and lots of fucking times it's totally unreasonable and completely outrageous. I mean, it's as outrageous as blaming me for the Cuban Missile Crisis or the Vietnam War or Kennedy's assassination, either one of them, or even Nixon leaving office or whatever else, gas shortages, Iranian hostages. You could blame that shit on me if you want. I'll let you. I don't care. I'm used to getting shit blamed on me. I know shit gets blamed on me that I don't know anything about. I know that my service advisors say, oh, we'll take care of your car. We'll look after your car. We'll write it up. We'll get it in the shop and we'll take care of it. We'll take care of it. As soon as something goes wrong, the technician fucked your car up. I know that's, I know that happens. I know that happens. And I know that there's nothing I can do about it. I'm not going to get upset about it. So listen, here's what I'm saying to you. To put this into a nutshell, to kind of fucking tie this up a little bit, a little bow. If you go around in your life and you blame everybody else for everything that's wrong with you, what I want you to do is I want you to grab yourself by the neck and I want you to pull your head out of your ass, take a good long look in the mirror and realize that you are in charge of what happens to you. As a mechanic, I think you're pretty familiar with that, really, because you have to be. When you're a mechanic, you have to be a guy who solves problems. If you're not, you're not a good mechanic. You have to be able to identify what the problems are and you have to be able to solve them. That's what I tell people all the time. I'm telling you, there's all kinds of people in the building where I work. It's a fairly big dealership. And there's people that come back all the time and they bring me cars and they go, hey, this thing does this and it shouldn't do this and it should do that. And they go, can you take a look at it? Fuck yeah. And then they always seem surprised. Really? You can look at it? Hell yeah, I can always look at it. For Christ's sake, I'm standing here right now. I can see it. So I'm technically looking at it right now. (laughs) But they don't, you know, they, they don't get it. You bring me broken shit, I'm going to fix it. And you guys are that way too. So, you know, don't consciously let somebody throw you under the bus. You 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 come into work every day and it's such a random mixture of chaos. You have no idea what's rolling in the door tomorrow. Maybe somebody who takes appointments might know what kind of cars are going to show up. They don't know what kind of fucking problems they're going to have. And if they have big problems and they were at your shop before, they're going to have to figure out what color bus to back over your ass because they're going to blame you for something that went wrong on them. Maybe not everybody but most of them. And then if in fact it's something that you did wrong, or maybe it's something that you did and you didn't do it complete, <laughs> the advisors are going to chime in too. Oh, the technician fucked your car up. Well, that technician's not very good. Da-da-da-da. You know, anyway, what I'm trying to say, and uh, like I said, I want to wrap this up in a nutshell is you're going to get blamed for a hell of a lot of shit. You're going to get blamed for a hell of a lot of shit because you're the low man on the totem pole. And you know what? You solve problems. People bring you problems and you solve them. But sometimes they invent more problems. More problems pop up. So what can you do? What can you do? Well, there really isn't much you could do. I mean, but whatever you do, and I would like to, this is, this is my sincere uh, plea to you, the uh, wrench-twisting b- bastards out there in Grease the Wheels Nation. Don't be one of these people who throws other people under the bus. Take responsibility for what you did if you did something wrong. And don't go around 
fucking handing out great big buckets full of blame. Don't make anybody else into the scapegoat. You don't need to do that. If something goes wrong, just say, well, you know what? It's a car. They break. We're not going to blame anybody. We're just going to say, hey, you used it. It's worn out. You need to replace that part that's worn out. And guess what? It'll start working again. No need to blame people. There was no need to throw anybody under the bus. But I'm telling you right now that you're getting thrown under the bus and you don't even know it. Okay. Now I want to end this podcast on a positive note. Now I say to you that your Uncle Jimmy has spent his entire life, which is a long fucking time, by the way, under the bus ever since I was born. Seriously. Ask anybody who knows me. It's not that bad of a place. If people want to blame you for shit, if it makes them feel better, I'm fine with it. I really am. Because you know what? I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. If your shit gets fucked up and it's and you got to find somebody to blame, I'll stand there and hold my hand up. I do it all the time. People go, oh, who broke that? I hold my hand up. They go, did you really break it? I go, no, but if you want to blame me, go ahead. That's how inconsequential it is to blame somebody, to make somebody into a scapegoat or to throw somebody under the bus. It's inconsequential. It doesn't mean a fucking thing. It doesn't help you move forward. It's not a positive move. That's the gist of this podcast. That's what I'm trying to get through to you is that if you want, blame me for whatever you got that's going fucking wrong. Help yourself. But let's fucking throw it in the ground and cover it up with some dirt and move on. Okay. It's a dead issue. Okay. You're trying to fix something. Let's, instead of figuring out who whose fault it is that it's fucking broken, let's just fix it and get the fuck out of here. People get upset with me all the time because I tell them that. I go, let's let's just stop fucking complaining about what the fuck went wrong and whose fucking fault it is. And let's just fix the fucking thing and get it down the fucking road. We'll straighten all that other shit out later. Hey, I'm here to fix them. I'm not here to fucking talk about them. Even though I can do that too. <laughs> All right, boys and girls. Hey, once again, thanks for what you do. Thanks for keeping the world moving. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Really, uh, without you, it doesn't get done. And then sometimes the product isn't that great, like this week's podcast, for example. What a load of horseshit. He, he was talking about some bus and how we're supposed to live underneath it. And what the, what the fuck kind of shit is that, Uncle Jimmy? Well, just trying to help you out here by letting you know that a lot of people are going to blame you for things. And you, you got to move past it. You got to look around it. Got to be better than them. Got to be better than them. They're going to tell you to think outside the box. I'm telling you folks, I'm having trouble with that because all I can do is think about the box. All right. And with that said, your Uncle Jimmy's going to crawl out from underneath the bus and he's going to say, see ya.